0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we have a few updates to discuss today. The first I'm I'm just going to touch on briefly is that spring training games will be postponed until at least March 5th. I don't really want to get into all the details about this whole back and forth with the labor dispute because I don't think it adds much value, quite frankly. But spring training will not begin until at least March 5th. At the earliest no earlier than that and all teams have been informed i mean if it was a normal season spring training would have begun already at this point but it's going to be pushed back a little bit you know right now with the labor dispute there is momentum at least you see both sides meeting a lot more frequently you're seeing that oh you know they're having negotiations a lot more often than they were let's say even like a month ago and they're trying to get it done by the end of February so the spring training can start in March but who knows who knows we'll just keep an eye on it but I think everything will be sorted out in time for the regular season to begin as scheduled other news I really actually want to talk about so a couple teams New York teams you got the Mets and the Yankees let's start with the Mets so Mets hired a new manager this offseason Buck Showalter we all know him he's been around baseball for a while He's come back to manage the New York Mets. And the Mets, right before the lockout, went on a frenzy in free agency. They went out and they added some really big names. We're talking Max Scherzer, Starling Marte, Marcana, Eduardo Escobar. And they're not done yet. They're not ruling out the possibility of adding to their outfield mix even more. Because just hours after they agreed to terms with Marcana on a a two-year deal, they went out and they got Starling Marte. Tay on a four-year contract they're not ruling out adding more I mean as it is right now with those two outfielders it seems like it would be those two plus Brandon Nimmo in that outfield where Brandon Nimmo would play right Brandon Nimmo was a very fine baseball player a very fine center fielder honestly and he said speaking with you know reporters this week he said that you know he has evidence that he can play center field. He can hold things down in center field, looking at things like defensive runs saved and that cast outs above average. And those metrics graded him as a plus in center field last season. And obviously, Nimmo is also looking out for himself because he's entering his final year of arbitration eligibility. So playing center field could be an added bonus for him if he's going to make free agency next winter, which he is. He's, he's scheduled to make free agency. And he went out and hired Scott Boris. So obviously they know that playing an up-the-middle position definitely helps your free agent profile because if you play up-the-middle, if you play center field, your bat doesn't necessarily have to be as loud as if you were playing a corner position. That's that's just the truth of the situation. But, you know, if Nimmo's moved off of center field, he moves to right field, that bat is going to have to... It's going to be scrutinized a lot more. It's going to have to bring a lot more power to the lineup, and he's going to have to hit a lot more. He's a good hitter, but it's just the way it is. Um, His profile is going to change if he's moved to a corner outfield spot. So it's clear from his comments that Brandon Nimmo values opportunity to continue playing center field. So Buck Showalter and his staff is going to have to determine how they want to arrange that group on a regular basis. I mean, Starling Marte was an excellent left fielder earlier in his career. He hasn't started a single game outside of center field since 2017. There's really little doubt that Marte could successfully readapt to a corner spot if needed, but the Mets may prefer just to have their defensive alignment with throwing Marte up the middle. And Nimo in a corner, and Nimmo's going to have to deal with that. But as I said at the top of this, this message is that the Mets are actually not ruling out adding yet another outfielder. And then where's that going to leave Brandon Nimmo? They're not ruling it out. Doesn't mean they're going to do it. But I mean, the Mets have a lot of high profile trade candidates already. Jeff McNeil, J.D. Davis and Dominic Smith, all these guys look to be on the outside looking in right now because they've just gone and improved their roster. It seems like the Mets don't really care who they have right now. They're just saying, hey, who's the most talented player and what's it going to take to bring them here? We'll figure out the roster later, but let's just get as much talent as we can. If we go to the Bronx, other side of New York, so the Yankees have some notes that we should discuss. So Aaron Judge is entering his final year of arbitration eligibility. He's projected for about $17 million. And he has expressed openness in the past to working out a long-term deal with the Yankees and avoiding free agency altogether. He was on the R2C2 podcast with CC Sabathia and Ryan Rucco, and he was asked about the possibility of signing a long-term deal. And he said, you know, if we get an extension done at some point before the season, that'd be great. I'd be completely honored to be able to wear pinstripes for a couple more years, but if it doesn't happen and this is my last year, I had a lot of great memories. It's all in God's hands. It's going to work out the way it's supposed to. Of course, very good answer, very well articulated by Aaron Judge. He didn't explicitly say he'd be unwilling to negotiate an extension in season. But basically, he's saying like, hey, whatever happens, happens. You know, I'd love to stay here, but, you know, we'll see how things go. That's I think that's just Judge being honest. And what else would you expect him to say? But, you know, Aaron Judge is an interesting situation being that he's an older player. I mean, Aaron Judge is this is he's he's entering his age 30 season. And it's pretty surprising. You know, he he Made his debut. You know, as a 24 year old, but you know his, his rookie year was his age 25 season because he still maintained rookie status. So you know his rookie year was age 25, and you know he's he's entering his age 30 season. So he could be a free agent. He could be a free agent in 2023, but we'll see. If the Yankees want to give him an extension, and I think they should. Because a player like this doesn't come around too often. Aaron Judge went healthy as one of the best outfielders in the game. He really is. I mean, we saw the numbers he put up healthy last year. He played 148 games and he came fourth in the MVP voting. Put up really good numbers for the New York Yankees. So he's someone you definitely want to keep around if you can. I think the New York Yankees should make every effort to keep him around. DJ LeMahieu, so we'll get some more Yankees tidbits. So DJ LeMahieu underwent sports hernia surgery shortly after the season, but it doesn't seem like that's going to have much an effect on his 2022. So he told a reporter that he rehabbed for a few weeks before returning to batting practice, and he should be a full go for spring training. Remember, LeMahieu won the batting title in 2020, and last year was a down year for him, but it seems like it's because he was hurt. At least I'm gonna. That's what I want to believe. I don't. I don't want to believe that he, he just fell off a cliff immediately. I don't see how you go from a 178. Well, then again, it was a 50 game season. Okay, so let's go back to 2019. I don't see how you go from a 136 OPS plus to a 97 OPS plus, just like that. I, I don't. I don't see how that happens unless you're injured. You know, has been. It's. It's an interesting. His career has been a head scratcher for many, ex- including myself. Honestly, I can't explain it. Because if you look at his career numbers, he's a very pedestrian hitter by modern day metrics, by you know OPS, OPS plus, you know, what's supposed to be park adjusted and everything. But if, if you go back to when he was with the Rockies, he's someone who was an all-star with the Rockies, he's someone who was a batting champion with the Rockies. Yet advanced metrics never liked this guy, never liked him. You know, advanced metrics don't really like singles hitters, I guess, you know, but still. You, know, you you always wonder. And then when he went to New York, his numbers just exploded with the Yankees. And then now it's kind of back down to what you saw in Colorado as far as advanced metrics go. It's it's, it's a very interesting case. I, I can't really put my finger on it with DJ LeMayhew. Um, I think personally, putting sabermetrics aside, looking at just watching him play, I've always been a huge fan. I'm like, this is a good hitter. So the eye test does not agree with what the... Sabermetrics say and personally I'm going to have to lean in favor of the eye test because there's some things that you just notice you can tell when a player is a good player and obviously the fact that he's won batting titles that tells you he knows what he's doing at the dish. He's got gold gloves. He's got silver sluggers. He's got all star appearances. I don't, I don't know what else what else some people want to see. You know, you, you kind of have to throw the throw the wins of a replacement out the window for this guy and just realize he's just a heck of a ball player. So shout out to DJ LeMayhew. Excited to see him have a bounce back year this year. And last but not least, we talked about the shortstop that nobody was talking about. It was discussing, we talked about Isaiah, Isaiah Kiner Falefa the other day and how the Rangers have A strong third base prospect in tow, Josh Jung, who could be making his big league debut this year. But now it's been announced that Josh Jung strained the labrum in his left shoulder while lifting. So he's he's been shut down. The Rangers didn't announce a timetable for his return, but he's supposed to undergo further evaluation next week. And it's I mean, it's possible the injury could prove to be a minor setback setback. When you hear labrum strain, you know, that kind of makes you pause a little bit. Because, you know, we've seen that be an issue for some players. Fernando Tatis Jr. comes to mind. But Jung is someone who who is raked at every level. Between AA and AAA, he raked, you know, at both levels. And, and he's, he's pretty much big league ready, if not already. So hopefully he can put this injury beside him pretty soon. But I guess this means that the Rangers are good, definitely going to hold on to Isaiah Kiner-Falefa right now. It's not... It's not going to be a smart idea for them to trade him while they have so much uncertainty with a top prospect. Just, you know, don't rush Josh Josh Jung and give him time to get healthy. So, that is going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.